from Revenue Rhino, I'm Brad Hammond, and this is the Lifelong Customer Podcast. We're interviewing successful sales and marketing leaders and discussing ways in which they're building lifelong relationships with their customers. Welcome to the Lifelong Customer Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Hammond, and today we have Nicole Rogers from Matterport. Nicole, it's really nice to have you on. Great to be here, and thanks for having me, Brad. I'm really excited. So, Nicole, can you tell us a bit about yourself and about Matterport? Yeah, so a little bit about myself. I'm originally from the East Coast. Uh, I grew up in New Hampshire, went to school in D.C., then uh, went to work for a company called Actron, which was focused on the web content management space, then got a job offer from Box. I I saw it was actually from uh, Los Altos, California, and Immediately thought that was in Los Angeles and SoCal, but then I Google mapped it and saw that it was in Silicon Valley. And so that moved me over to um, the Bay Area. I thought the technology bubble would be super cool to, to work in. So I uh, was there, was there when we went public, um, then moved over to, to Google Cloud specifically for partner marketing. And then after that, went to WeWork for some time and then Yeah, I joined Matterport a little over a year ago, focusing on partner marketing. And when I joined, they they told me I had a blank slate to work with and how right they were. It's been a year of building everything from scratch, uh, introducing new processes, MDF, having marketing launches like the platform partner program, Facebook, Amazon, and others. Yeah, just really fortunate to be here to collaborate with an awesome BD and channel team. And so a little bit about Matterport, um, we're actually a software platform that creates a dimensionally accurate digital twin of a physical space. So we're essentially digitizing the built world, which is a $230 trillion asset class. And if you think of the built world, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty huge. This really encompasses like homes, office spaces, retail stores, schools, factories, and more in any building in any built space out there. And now anyone can see these spaces from wherever they are in the world with our technology. So you may want to shop for a new home virtually. You could even visit a museum. My manager actually just sent me a climbing gym that's been Matterported. So all of these spaces in the world have been captured with Matterport. That's really cool. Yeah. So let's talk about partner marketing uh, at Matterport. Sounds like you really have been able to come in and build things from scratch. What does that look like? What, what do you have going on and what have you set up and built and all that? Yeah, I would say with partner marketing, I always think of two key areas. One is building brand awareness in consideration of our joint solutions. And two is driving partner influence revenue. Now, everyone says with partners, uh, one plus one equals three or equals five or 10. And as cheesy as that sounds, it's so true. Because like, let's face it, like partners are so critical in our sales cycle. They extend our product reach, filling gaps in product portfolios. And with partners, namely technology partners, you can create new joint solutions. Partners basically extend our sales cycle. So whether it's extending our product reach, um, like filling gaps in our product portfolios or extending our market reach into new geographies, new verticals and industries, or really increasing value to our customers by providing those services and support. 
Partners also have great brands. So when you put two great brands together, the market notices. So, you know, to answer your question, how do you market with them? I really think it depends on the partner type. Now at Matterport, we have alliances partners. That's really our, our better together uh, story. And um, how do you go to market by way of co-selling? So that could be GSIs, marketing with SIs, um, marketing with agencies and hardware partners. We also have channel partners. So our value-added resellers, as well as selling platforms. We have data partners. We have platform partners. But again, I think, you know, the way you approach marketing, it could be programmatic marketing, or it could be that I call it one-on-one marketing or where you go um, deep with, um, with the co-marketing with a particular partner. So, um, you know, for channel, for instance, you could, you could start developing collateral and those are like the sales and marketing assets that they can use. And you could communicate regularly with them through office hours, as well as what are the partner program initiatives? Could you do a partner summit? Could you do a webinar program? Then there's demand generation. So how do you enable partners to create demand and build pipeline with out-of-the-box campaigns and also incentivizing partners? So in the case of channel partners, based on what they achieve, let's say sales, they can then get awarded like a, a premium partner directly for a listing or a, a newsletter so feature. So it really depends on the partner type. With alliance partners, uh, for instance, that's when you like go deep and really working with them and then building out that campaign with them specific to market those solutions. Totally. So uh, obviously there's a lot of opportunities when it comes to partner marketing and you know, for the marketers out there listening that, you know, are maybe setting this up at their company or are looking to really succeed at partner marketing, how do you prioritize what partnerships to pursue, what to invest your time and resources in, and what to maybe set aside for later? How do you how do you decide what to what to do, you know, with limited time and resources? Yeah, so I think that's a great question. Um, prioritization is super key, and it's it's important for any marketing leader out there. And for partner marketing, I would say it's really getting alignment with, in my case, the, the business development team. For others, they may call it the partnerships team or the channel team, the alliances team. So what are their priorities? Um, what deals are they closing? How can we market that accordingly? At Matterport, I would say, was building out the foundation for our channel and just having those foundational pieces in place. Like, do we have partner comms? Do we have uh, market development funds that you can use uh, co-marketing dollars for partners? And do we have sales and marketing enablement in place? So it would be aligning internally your, your counterpart, which is for me, the, the BD team, and just understanding priorities and, and mapping accordingly. And so it's, it's setting up that foundational marketing structure, but then again, going back to how do you build brand awareness for the company? How do you uh, continue to optimize for revenue as well? And figuring out um, and also tiering, like what partners should we go after? What partners should we do marketing with? Um, and uh, approaching it at, at all levels, but also looking at it um, from a global scale too. Totally. 
So what are some things that you start to see at, at your company when you start to succeed with partner marketing? Obviously, I imagine partnerships, but what are some of those indicators of success that you're looking for as you build out the program? Yeah, in terms of measurement, I would say, A, it's you want success for both parties. So it's not only the company that you work for, but any success within partner marketing is success for your company, but then also success for the partner organization. And really figuring it out from the beginning, what are the metrics to get you there? Are you trying to gain new customers? Are you going live with a new product launch and you're filling in product gaps for both sides? And uh, again, that one plus one equals three model where you're going to benefit from, from partnering with that org. I would say revenue is, is key um, for both. It's the, uh, the joint customer stories. It's how is the market picking it up? Like, is the market noticing all the amazing announcements that you're going live with? And then are our customers happy? Like, really looking and hearing and staying close to your your prospect and your customer base and hearing from them is is this what they want? And if not, you change accordingly. But I think it really gets back to starting at it from that level of. What is the what are you bringing to market? What are the use cases? What are the customer pain points? And how can you solve that together with the partner to, to answer those needs? So how do you become a, a customer first organization, but by joining together two forces um, and bringing that to market? Totally. I love that. And uh, you mentioned this concept of one plus one equals three. What does that mean to you? I would say one plus one equals three is like the secret sauce of partnerships as well as partner marketing. And now you can you can go after customers just single-handedly, but anytime you put together two great minds uh, or even like, you know, back in the college days when you're working on a group project, bringing in the best of the best together can be a super powerful force out there. That's, that's the power of it is when you like bring in to um, different technologies, for instance, bringing that to market can, uh, you can create something new. So instead of going and, hey, we're going to build this on our own, there's a lot that a partner org can bring. There's a lot that technology at another company can bring. And by by pairing up with the the right companies, you can go live with something new and create something new in the market, which uh, is amazing for customers. And in addition, on the channel side, it's uh, you can only extend so far with your your own sales team. Like they're going to do great. They're going to go after enterprise deals. But how can you use your channel to um, target new industries or new markets or countries that you don't sell into to really be an extension of your own team at the company? So this could be for sales. The one plus one equals three could be for new joint solutions. Depends where you're going to market with, but uh, it's really an exponential factor, I would say. I love that. Let's look at an example of that. I know you've had some exciting partnerships you've mentioned. Uh, Could you share with us uh, just an example of what that successful partnership might look like? Yeah, so one of my favorites um, was the Facebook launch. And Facebook was a great company to work with. So we collaborated with the Facebook AI research team to go live with 
the world's largest data set of 3D spaces for academic research. And this consisted of a thousand digital twins made up of residential and commercial spaces. And today it's being used to further advance embodied AI, which is uh, the study of robots or AI assistants. So essentially researchers will be able to use this data set to teach robots how to navigate real world environments so that you can ask a robot like, hey, where did I leave my keys or my laptop? And they can go get it for you. And together we had to coordinate this launch. So it was going live with a press release, a blog post, quotes, a video, social media posts, and more. And we had bi-weekly meetings to keep everything on track and had to be super tightly organized internally, but also with them. So it's almost double everything. Like usually when you go live with a product launch in a company yourself, you have to coordinate everything across departments. But when you do so with a partner, you're doing that internally, but also externally with them. And then they're doing that same uh, thing inside their company. And it can be like a huge win for both companies. So you're putting two great brands together. Everyone, of course, knows who Facebook is. And Matterport is known as the spatial data platform market leader. Um, so I think that's the power of it. It's just like working together with great brands, great teams, and putting together, uh, in this case, a data set, which is being used for academic research in like in introducing these new cases, new use cases to, to the industry. I love that. And just kind of digging into that example, um, what are things that Matterport brought to the table? And then what are things that Facebook brought to kind of make this a successful partnership? Yeah, so I would say for both, it, it was our technology. With Facebook, there it's Facebook AI research. So they brought their habitat simulator. And so then for us, we have all of these 3D models, different spaces around the world. And putting those two kit together, you could actually teach these robots within their simulator how to uh, move through these different spaces all virtually. Um, so if you think about it, like without Facebook, without Matterport, we couldn't do that separately. And that was what's amazing is the teams both had the ideas like, oh, how do we collaborate together to, to bring something new? Because we've been getting questions asked about this. And Facebook was interested in this. Matterport was interested in this. And it was what I'd call a win-win solution for both parties. And so I think that's what's great about partnerships at any company, um, as well as at Matterport. Like when you bring two great technologies together, you can go live with, with new things that people have never even heard of. And before this, people may have never thought of like, oh, like I can teach robots like how to navigate the built world um, because that is that will be the future that we live in. And just taking that, you know, focusing on that today so that we can really transform the way that we work and live in the future is possible through bringing those two technologies together. I love that. Well, this has been awesome, Nicole, chatting with you. And as we're wrapping up here, what advice would you have for other marketers out there, especially when they're thinking about partner marketing? Yeah, that's a great question. I have um, gotten so many words of wisdom over the years myself. I think 
I would take a step back and really focus on just like marketing in general, because this, this advice would be probably for um, not just partner marketers, but any marketing leader out there. And I really would say it only starts with asking, you know, yourself the question, like, what is your purpose? What is your superpower? We always used to ask that question uh, back at WeWork. What is your superpower? And what are you doing now in your career to get there? Because let's face it, so many hours of our life are spent at our jobs. And if you're not doing that, how do you get there? And once you're doing that, once you're in that dream job working on marketing projects, is what you're doing making you feel uncomfortable? So um, I'll, I'll tell you a bit of a story. At WeWork, two of my colleagues, Patton and Fitz, and I presented a a marketing plan to our manager, Robin. And Robin was like, hey, it's good, but are you sure of it? And I was like, yeah, yeah, we're sure. Then he asked me, does it make you feel uneasy? And I said, no. And that led us to chatting about how the uneasy ideas, the ones that put you on edge, the ones that make you question, think to yourself, oh my God, if we do this, this could be beyond great, but we're taking a lot of risks and it could potentially go wrong. And those are the ones that you should do once in a while. So like as a marketing leader, how do you 10X an idea? If you had all the resources in the world, what would you do? And it may make you feel a bit uneasy, but I think that those crazy ideas are how you get to Epic. And whether it's an Epic launch and out of this world campaign or the best customer partner event ever, like you gotta challenge yourself. And that would be my advice. Like. There will be projects that you work on that are foundational um, and that you need to do. But for the other ones, what gives you almost like those butterflies in your stomach to take a risk and to know that like, hey, if we do this, this could be amazing because like greatness is not for the faint of heart. So so dream big and really going for those. Totally. I love that advice. Well, on that note, thanks, Nicole, so much for joining and, and sharing all your wisdom and advice here. Really appreciate it. Thanks, Brad. Appreciate it. It's been great speaking with you today. Totally.